Isaiah Land staying at Florida A&M is great for HBCUs. Kevin Porter to Central State is great for their university. What's not so great? COVID outbreaks. And we will talk about the impact that will have on HBCU basketball this year. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU. Your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. I'm glad to really wake up with you guys. You know, if you guys are on your way to work, I'm glad to be riding with you guys. I'm really glad that you guys are just tuning into the show. And we have a great show today. And today's show is brought to us by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And one thing that I think is phenomenal when talking about HBCUs is the retention and the gaining of talent. We always talk about the latter, but we rarely form focus on the former. And the former is... When you get these players and they do play well, let's keep them around. They don't have to leave you, right? And I think that's great for the brand. I remember when I was first starting to kind of phase out of, of wrestling for real. I still watch it, but I'm, I'm more like a part-timer, right? I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm a part-timer. And I, when I became a part-time watcher of WWE, they had this thing that I believe was called the company. That doesn't sound right. But like I said, I became a part-time watcher at this time. So my, my, my memory is not crystal clear, right? But they had this slogan. They said, what's best for business? And that, that was what they always did. They did what was best for business. And Isaiah Land staying at Florida A&M when it comes to HBCUs and possibly for himself. I'm all about doing what's best for you, right? But when it comes to HBCUs, Isaiah Land staying at, at Florida A&M is what's best for business and when you have seasons of his caliber because he was a fantastic player this year he's a finalist for the buck buchanan award and it's crazy because coming into the year all the thought was about marquise bell and he had a great year too but sometimes you can miss that when you look at isaiah land because bell was a finalist for the for the buchanan award as well he was in the top 25 lands made it a little bit farther it's just it's just one of those times where all eyes were on somebody else but as the season went on you couldn't help but gravitate towards the land guy like you could not miss isaiah land and when you have seasons like that power fives are gonna come calling right naturally bigger schools are going to want to see what is your interest in playing for them? And it's truly enticing. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm oblivious. Yes, I run a podcast and I have a podcast talking about HBCU athletics. And I always am talking about progressing and, and growing. But I'm not an idiot. I'm not oblivious, right? I am completely understanding of the fact that Power Fives have a lot to offer. Establishment. They have probably higher ta higher talent. Um, more of it on a higher playing field, right? So you're playing on the highest level against the highest level of competition. And look, I don't think saying that 
is really a bad thing. I know it may come off bad, but what I look at this and I look at when I look at this HBCU landscape, let's just say HBCU landscape as a whole, it's a process. It's 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 progress. It's trying to achieve something. It's not making it seem like the goal that you're trying to get to you're already at. I understand that we aren't looked at as equals. I understand that talent would rather go to a a, a Georgia most times, right? But it's about getting to where a lot more talent will want to go to HBCUs. It's about getting to that point. But come on, so it's like we just got to be real and acknowledge the process and the movement part of it. So that's that's all I feel like when I say that you want to go to those things. But here's the thing about the movement. The movement is about making it where talent wants to come to HBCUs, right? You heard me say that. It's about making where talent wants to come to an HBCU. So let, let, let's we have the appeal of it. But when we're talking about moving forward, it's about creating a change, not focusing on what is now. So when we talk about this movement, it's a reason I love why Isaiah Land or what Isaiah Land said and the reason behind it. So this is what his statement was when talking about leaving FAMU. Because you could leave FAMU, go into Transfer Portal, had a great year. Somebody would want him, I guarantee it. This was his tweet. Back in high school, all of my dream schools looked right past me. Now they're calling desperately, laughing emoji. Thank you, in all caps. Because there's no place I'd rather be than on the highest of seven hills making black history, all caps, snake emoji. God truly works in mysterious ways, and those tables definitely always turn. Smiling emoji. Right? And, and it's, it's a lot of things I want to break in here. I don't love the first sentence. I like it, though. Let's get petty, man. Let's get petty. Um, the reason I don't love it is because I do feel like it possibly come from could come from a slight bit of bitterness. You know, it's a situation of I want it so desperate. Let's just use let's just use Florida, right? Um, because they're in the same state. I so desperately wanted to go to University of Florida, but they wouldn't look at me twice. I so desperately wanted to go to Florida State, but they wouldn't even look at me. Now I'm at FAMU and I'm balling. And now they're here. And it's a little bit of resentment that you didn't see what I could be before I became what I am. So I do think it's a little bit of resentment, but hey, I really don't care where it stems from as long as the result is the results. They had dream schools back then. They didn't come around. So it's nah, don't come talk to me now. But God surely does work in mysterious ways because Isaiah landing in FAMU was a blessing in disguise. And he happened to have this great season. When I say that people are going to come calling, let's look at the last Buck Buchanan Award winner. Actually in the swag, right? So it's Jordan Lewis from Southern. He won it in the spring. Look at him now. He's talking about entering or he's entered the transfer portal. That doesn't mean he can't come back to Southern. But he's, enter, he's entering the transfer portal, probably trying to go find a bigger school to go to, right? Dooley, Coach Dooley, excuse me, believes that he'll be back, but he might leave. And I want to be very clear. I will not blast Lewis for doing that because it's about doing what's best for him. If I, if you're one of those people who is just like obsessed with what these what these kids do and what their decision is and, and you slander them from trying to do what's best for them... I really think you need to reevaluate yourself. But when I look at Lewis deciding to leave, all right, that's cool. Do what he needs to do. No person should feel responsible for the movement. This is not your burden to bear. It's only for those who want to. And it sounds like Land, 
who says there's no place I'd rather be than on the highest of seven hills making black history. This is what he wants to do. So when he wants to stay at FAMU, do it. So I want to be very clear. Do not blast somebody for deciding to leave. Please don't do that because I would not approve of it. Please don't do that. If he leaves, he leaves. It is what it is. But if Lewis were to stay at Southern, it would be great for HBCUs, just like Land deciding to stay is great for HBCUs. Because here's the thing. When you're balling, especially when you're balling on what's perceived as a lower level, when you're balling, the big schools are going to come knocking. Don't answer. Stay at home. Continue building. And that's exactly what you see Land doing. And that's the big part of building up HBCUs as well. It's not just about getting talent to come. It's when you have this talent that's there, you must retain it. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, we're going to be talking about Kevin Porter and his signing as the new head coach of Central State in a move that I really love because I think it provides Central State with exactly what they need and what they've been looking for. Perfect guy for the job. Let's keep it rolling, guys. All right, families, we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And make sure you're checking out the Ultimate College Football Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview this Friday. And Kevin Porter is a name that I love for Central State University because it brings the two things that I think they need the most right now to their football program guidance and stability this is exactly what they need for a couple of reasons when you look at the history of of central state it's, it's not good they suspended the football team from 97 to 2005 and they've really struggled to put put together a successful season since right you look at since 09 the best that they have achieved is a 500 record but the rest of the seasons it's Littered with poor season after poor season, it's a lot of losing seasons within there. And that's not what you want, right? That's not what you want. You don't want the best that you've achieved in over a decade to be a 500 record. And that's just a recent history. Like, I'm not trying to say that Central State has forever been this terrible program. But from the, from those seasons, 2014 to 2019, they were, on, they were under Coach Pearl, Cedric Pearl. That's six seasons underneath the same coach with no winning seasons. And I'm not here to bash him. He's gone, right? So there's no need to really just kill him for his time there. But even with him having those losing seasons, he's still a guy who, in my opinion, was very established there. He was there six years. You got to remember that. Um, six different seasons. Take out the, the results of those years. He, you had a figurehead. And now you go to Coach Rome thinking, all right, well, we got somebody new, somebody who's going to reinvigorate the program. Coach Bobby Rome, let's bring him in here. Less than a year in, he's gone. You didn't fire him. He left. He just decided six games into the season, I'm out of here. Finito. And if I was if I was a Central State fan, I'd be livid. That seems like too easy of a word of the day. Livid? Nah, come on. And I've already seen the one for tomorrow. I use that on a daily basis. I might, I might have to challenge myself to, to put it in here like two, three times, right? Um, but I don't know how many times I'll have a livid. I don't know how angry I'll be, right? But I would be livid if I was a Central State fan. 
you're telling me like I get rid of this coach. All right, cool. Trying to go for greener pastures. But this coach leaves immediately. I feel like my team is damaged goods. That's what it looks like to me. You get rid of the coach who's been here for a while. You bring in somebody else hoping that they can turn the tide for you. But then they just decide to turn around and, and book it. They gone. Six games in and you leave. That's not even a full season. It's barely half a season. So it's very disappointing. Everything is in flux. So that's just right there, right? You have lack of victories. And you have everything being in flux with just how that coach departed after having a long-term coach. I just think that that would have everything kind of up in the air. Kevin Porter is the guy. Like I said, he's going to give you guidance to correct some of those losing ways. He's going to give you stability because I think he's a guy who can be there for a long time. But let's look at his resume because Central State does not feel like a place that you want to be. But I think Porter can really come in and try to try to change that. Right. So Porter has 20 years of experience ranging from the collegiate ranks to arena league football. He's done all of that. And you look at 2009 season, he was a defensive coordinator for Mid-American uh, Nazarene. Excuse me, that word always trips me up. But Mid-America um, Nazarene University. And there his unit was one. His defense was one of the best defenses in the conference. I mean, I don't care. The conference was a small conference, Heart of America, but he's one of the best defenses. You see, he was an assistant coach, a secondary coach at West Georgia. And here's the thing about, about the Marauders, right? And that's, that's Central State, the Marauders. Their defense was putrid. Their defense was absolutely putrid last year, allowing six opponents to go over 30 points. And one of the opponents that's di that didn't was 29. So... That defense is not something you need to fear. But if you look at Porter, he has a history with being a defensive coach. He can bring that in. So as a defensive guy, that's one more thing he can stabilize. But let's look at what I think his greatest impact is. How many times do I have to tell you guys what I like in a coach when I'm looking for my coach? I'm looking for a coach who has reached the, the places that I want to go, or at least has reached higher than I've been. Because I'm not trying to take lateral steps even if I absolutely loved my coach. Let's just go with the NFL, right? I had to move on from Bill Belichick. Well, I'm trying to get Andy Reid. I know there's not another Bill Belichick, but I'm trying to get Andy Reid. That's what I'm attempting to do. So let me not do that. That's, that's probably a poor example. Let's use, let's use Sean McVay, right? And for whatever reason, I have to lose Sean McVay. Sean McVay is a good coach. I give him a lot of flack personally, but he's a good coach. If I had to lose Sean McVay, I'm trying to go get uh, a Kyle Shanahan, right? I'm trying to get a guy who I feel like is a step up or I'm not trying to step down. I'm not trying to even really make a lateral move. Um, and and look, if y'all don't agree with with my uh, my step ups, whatnot, find me South Exclusive on Twitter. I'm not that hard to find. While you at it, go ahead and hashtag locked on HBCU because we're trying to find out what are you guys' favorite sports story hbcu wise of the year but as we continue talking about him this is what i love i like guys who have reached higher ranks than i have reached and he's he's done it he's won a seac championship yes he's won one with fort valley state he's been to two of them won one of them and he's only had one losing season in his four seasons there 
after you know after that off year because he had an off year in 2018 where Fort Valley State just wasn't good he was able to bounce back and I think that showed a lot like that one year is not going to kick him while he's down and he actually went four and two in the next season in conference so I think that having somebody who's familiar with the conference, understanding the ins and outs of the SEAC, knowing these opponents, I think that already gives you a leg up as a coaching candidate. But having succeeded on that level, oh, I really like what you can bring here. He's only had one losing season there. Four years, one losing season. And a lot of people say that's the best time in Fort Valley State football history. This is a coach who... I would trust to really ramp up and reinvigorate my program. Three out of the four years he was there winning seasons. He's given me a SEAC championship. He has another SEAC championship appearance, which means half of the time he was there, that team was in the SEAC championship and they were fighting for it in the third year, right? And he was also the SEAC coach of the year in one year. That's a resume that screams guidance and screams stability. A guy that I can hold on to for a while. As long as he wants to be here, Central State will likely be happy keeping him. That's the type of guy that I want on my team at all times, right? So as we continue going forward, we're going to be talking about COVID. And uh, I wish we didn't have to talk about this anymore. But COVID is going to have an impact on this basketball season. I just don't project it being any other way. I hate it, but that is what it is, right? We're going to talk about just the ways that COVID has already impacted the basketball season and will also impact it going forward as we continue rocking on today's episode of locked on hbcu but first let me tell you guys about bet online because they have you covered all season with more props odds lines than ever before basketball season is ramping up it's past christmas time football season is going to start marching into the playoffs soon the college football playoffs are right around the corner and when you remember all of those things please also remember that bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports action if you want to go to the desktop because it looks nice, it's been newly updated, right? Go check it out. But if you don't, you just want to be on your phone, do it on the mobile website. It really doesn't matter. Either way, collect your money. Please sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. To receive your bonus, use the promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They have basketball, collegiate, Pro, football, collegiate, pro, boxing, UFC, some of your favorite favorite Vegas casino games, all of that. Just don't wait for it. You have something that you want to use, right? Don't wait to it. The 2021 season is over. It's almost over. Make sure you get all the amazing offers. Where Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, family, as we close out today's episode of Locked On HBCU, we're going to be touching on something that I wish we really did not have to talk about, but we do because it is affecting not just the nation, but it's affecting our sports, you know, and that is COVID-19 and the impact that it's having on the HBCU basketball season. It's impacting everything. It's impacting everyday life, right? But I want to specifically get into basketball because sports have people just livid and yelling and cursing and going crazy. I understand. I'm I'm the same way when I'm off off of here. I, I get mad too. 
And COVID is definitely one of those things that can be extremely infuriating. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what the impact has already had. What has even brought this up? Why am I even talking about this? Because the North Carolina Central Women's Basketball Team just had to cancel a game due to COVID because they're currently dealing with an outbreak. So their women's team wasn't able to go up against Oregon State this week. And let's not let's not get it twisted. This is no isolated event. This isn't something that's specific or exclusive, I should say, because it is specific. We are specifically touching on them to start off the topic, but it's not exclusive to North Carolina Central, Howard, um, Texas Southern. Other schools have had games canceled because of COVID-19. And, you know, truthfully, I don't really care who the team with the outbreak is because the result is still the same, a postponement. It doesn't matter if Team A had an outbreak or Team B had an outbreak. I don't think they're doing forfeits as of now. So it's not like if you have an outbreak, you have to forfeit the game. So it's, it's, it's not really important of who had the outbreak. It's the outbreak itself that really needs to be focused on. Y'all can get into that if y'all want to, right? But me personally, that's what I'm going to focus on. Canceled games are a speed bump, a major speed bump. Because it's, some are going to get postponed, some are going to get canceled because they won't be able to reschedule them. And if you cancel them, it's just like, okay, well, they can't count. They're not a forfeit. But let's look at it because it's all good now. I don't care. It's, okay, North Carolina Central is missing a game against Oregon State. What does that really do? You know, like, what does that really do in the grand scheme of it all? Does it even even really matter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't affect conference records. And that's really what matters at the end of the year is how you perform in your conference. That's what's important. So that's not anything. But when you look at it, it's going to continue. It's not like, well, you know, we done did what we did in 2021. I'm going to let y'all make it in deuce deuce. No, it's not. It's still going to be a situation where now conference games are starting to get affected. And we will touch on conference games at the end of this segment, actually. But let's get into why I think this happens, right? Traveling. One reason you have to worry about more outbreaks is traveling. If you have a football game or football season, you're not going to every team's home. And you're not traveling more than once in a week. So if FAMU has to play Texas Southern, right? I'll just use them, right? Just going from well east to well west. If they have to play that team, they're not traveling to Texas Southern and then going to Prairie View. They're going to TSU, and they're going to go back to Tallahassee after that. And I think it's a situation where if you have a game against Alabama State, you're probably going to play Alabama A&M next too. So you have to travel from there to there, and you're getting on more buses, and you're going to new environments, and you're being around a lot of stuff. And the environment is a lot more compact on the basketball court than it is on a football field or a soccer field, you know, because – Fans are right there. Fans are jawing and yelling at fans who are allowed in. I don't know the mask policy in all states. I know Texas doesn't mandate you to have masks on, but I know that, you know, the schools can change that if they want to. But the the idea of going from multiple places is going to really make you uneasy, at least me, at least. I'm going to have to travel multiple times in a week and go everywhere. I don't know. Now, how does this affect the multitude of games that you have? Now, that's interesting because some games are going to be canceled. 
But as much as I have, you know, blasted basketball for having a lot of games, this is where it kind of comes in handy because, all right, I missed the game. I got a buku amount left, right? It's not that much. And when it comes to the postseason, you'll probably, if they have to miss any, will do a conference win percentage or, you know, you might be, I'll just throw out some numbers. I'm not trying to do math right now. You might be 17 and nine versus my 17 and eight or my 18 and eight. Okay. Or 18 and nine, 18 and 10, whatever. What is your percentage versus my percentage? That's when you start getting into breaking ties and that's when you start getting into playoff seating. All right. This is how we're going to decide because teams are missing things and we can't reschedule all of them. Some teams are going to play less conference games. That's a very real possibility. And it's something that I would actually say is likely. But let's get into the into the uh, the postseason, into that. One thing that is going well in their favor is that you don't have to pick one singular solitary team to represent your conference. You don't have to worry about it. And that pressure not being there is something that will allow you to have a little bit of leeway where you cancel a game but that team you know was clearly better you know clearly had the better record than another squad well you have eight teams in in the tournament so you can fit them all in i think that's going to be great and that pressure not being there is going to be really relaxing so those are the things that you look at you look at teams already having games canceled though they don't really mean much, soon they will mean things. And you're going to look at things like traveling as the reason why these outbreaks are continuing. But the multitude of games and the ability to not have to pick just one person and have more teams within a tournament format are going to kind of ease you. So I've given you the impact so far. I've given you the reason I think is going to happen. And then I've also given you a little something to maybe calm your nerves. And if you're suffering from COVID, know somebody who is suffering from COVID, Screw all this basketball stuff. I don't care if your shooting guard has COVID. I just hope that that guy's all right. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. So that's my whole take on the COVID impact in the HBCU basketball season. But I want to thank you guys for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every single day, man. That means a lot to me that you guys incorporate me into your routine. I love it. I love you guys, right? I love you guys. But for your second listen of the day, oh, Actually, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about another high-profile recruit who is taking a visit to an HBCU. Oh, it it feels good. It's a lot different than from what it used to feel like when you see these guys going out there. So for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked On Bets. You want to get some gambling advice, do it. It's free, available on all platforms, and they're teaching you how how to make money. No brainer. Go listen to your boy Q. Go listen to Lee Sterling. Get you some betting advice. Get you some gambling advice, some insight. That's what you need to do. It's free and it's making you money. Do I need to stress it anymore? I don't think so. Y'all get what I'm trying to tell you guys. And in the meantime, in between time, y'all go to that blue app, that bird. Yes, indeed. Twitter. And follow me at South Exclusives on Twitter, man. Hashtag locked on HBCU. I love you guys. Come talk to me later. Until the next time we see each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.